Championship week is over. Welcome to the Fantasy Funk House. Last episode of the season. We will be back in the future. Never know when. Got a double Jerry. Championship Jerry, I should say, with me as always. Jerry, how you doing? Yeah, you can just address me as champ. You're moving <laughs> forward. Uh, and Mikey Whitesnake in the producer's booth there. So we got a great show for you guys. Just a little recap of the season. Um Gonna let Jerry go for a second and just get a little bit of something off his chest. He's got 11 years of uh, pent-up aggression to kind of let loose here. So uh, we're all just going to have to kind of deal with it. And then we'll get into some uh, talk about our smash picks of last week. Talk about our overall season smashes per position. Uh, our season stinkers for position. I think it's pretty uh, self-explanatory what that is. And uh, talk about our individual overall MVPs. And uh, also going to touch on what we like to call some future funk housers. So some guys to watch going forward. Some will be pretty obvious. Um, some maybe some dart throws. So with that said, Jerry, the floor is yours. Is that, is that you guys? I, I'm sorry. It's, it's really hard to hear you guys with all the money and hardware that I have raining down upon me. You know. It may have taken 11 years, but it's finally happened. Four trips to the finals. Uh, finally result in the championship. Um, it's been one of the wildest seasons in playoffs, uh, playoff runs I've ever been a part of, personally. Um, the championship uh, that I was a part of, it was a back-and-forth battle. We were tied multiple times during the day. It was like two heavyweights out there trading blows uh, I would score then he would score I, got, I did get nervous uh, towards the end of the day um, after the 4 o'clock games Metcalf just kept scoring touchdowns um, he had 3 on the day but uh, it came down to Sunday night Aaron Jones needed 12 points he got me 15 points and then basically left the game. He, he knew he had done his job. He got me my points. He said, here, I'll even cover your any type of stat recalcs. So take that. Game's over. Congrats. Um, I won by three. So I do, I do have to give my opponent uh, some credit. He had a monster year. Uh, he finished first in points. He was going for the back-to-back -back titles, but uh, I wasn't going to let that happen. He ran into his kryptonite, which was me. Uh, I swept him. Uh, three out of three. Three, three, three no. It was, it was actually quite, it was much easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, I expected more out of his team. He had some of the best players of the year. Uh, but, you know, when faced with adversity, he cowered down to his daddy. And I was, it's okay, boy. It's okay. Maybe next I year. I think at the end of that matchup, Jerry, um, Mr. Sigler might have had some chocolate streaks in his shorts. 
he certainly had some chocolate streaks down his pants and legs. He was probably standing in a puddle on it by the end of Sunday night. <laughs> that sounds. I like mean, this is, I but this is the this is the reason that we started this podcast is to help people get to this moment where I Absolutely. can feel amazing and know that I'm the best at fantasy football. There's no debating that. I have the trophies to prove it. Um, I've been, we've been wanting and dining and my wife because we have so much of the money just pouring in from the league. It's unbelievable. Uh, the wealth that comes with the championship of Dove League, I, I had no idea it was this powerful. I'm getting treated differently out in public. Uh, I haven't paid for a meal since I've won. I've gone out. People buy me drinks. People, it's it's unbelievable. So what you're saying is you've been skimming off of the pot for the last 11 years. And now finally, <laughs> you're uh, able to collect on that without anybody becoming uh, keen I've, on your plan. Yeah, I've never paid out for any other people. I've just been holding the money in a giant <laughs> pot. And now, uh, yeah, probably I, I, I might retire because... Money is not an issue anymore, you know. I'm still waiting on a receipt for that belt. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> well, Jerry, congrats on finally getting that monkey off your back. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It's well-deserved. Uh, I hope we can uh, maybe give us a little more leeway on IR spots next year. That definitely would have helped me out. And... Uh, made my team a little bit more manageable with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown and Miles Sanders tough. getting hurt very, every other week. And it was a very tough year and I made it even more difficult. And just for the, the viewers and listeners out there, this is not my first ever fantasy championship. I have plenty of those. Trust me, I got a mantle full. This was just my first dub league one. Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get some people some more championships next year and uh, talk about the people that helped got us there this year. Yeah, I'm ready to make a comeback next year. I draft season was a blur for me this year. I had a lot going on with work, and uh, it certainly showed in the coming stretches of uh, sneaking into the playoffs. So I'm I'm ready to to kind of reset, kick it into neutral, recharge those batteries a little bit, uh, enjoy the off season. And then kicking into yeah. high gear. Uh, usually, I start around May or so, right after the draft, making some uh, rankings and whatnot. But uh, this past year, I think it was like early August, so it was slow. Uh, no excuses. It's my own fault. So, Jerry, congrats. Me and Mikey will Thank be you. on your tail. Yes, congrats. Uh, Living. Yeah, maybe you guys can make the playoffs next year. You know. Yeah, I should have. Living proof, living proof that the method works. The funk house method works. It's right here. Yeah. It's in the pudding. The yeah. funk house method. And we'll outline that for you step by step. Maybe this awesome. It, it, it's tough. It's tough, you know, to give away all the secrets that are getting us these titles, but that's what we're here for. It's for the greater good. It's to help these people out. We know you got bums in your league that ain't paying attention. You yeah. come listen to us. You're going to win your matchup. Yeah, you could you could listen to you know the top two or three fantasy podcasts that most people know who they are and you know well deserved. Those guys are great to listen to, but uh, it's so easy to pick out everybody's sleepers when they have these you know not like your boy Gibson last year. 
mm-hmm. everybody all of a sudden, you know, a certain somebody would all did was talk about them all off season. And then everybody started jerking Gibson and great pick. I'm not taking anything away from you, but everybody's yeah. like, Oh, I was all over him. I really liked him. Be like, yeah, no shit. Cause we heard, uh, you know, this one guy preach about it. And uh, who's it? Mike Wright. And I love Mike Wright. He's probably my favorite footballer, but he just gushed like crazy about it. And everybody thinks that that's their guy now. Like, we're all listening to this. Like, we're not stupid. Right. Right. But you'll always have people to do that here in the Pittsburgh area. Everybody jerked Najee. Um, and for good reason. I think he's a great player. Yep. I think ben held him back and, and I think Tomlin held him back a little bit. But, uh, you know, you got to be smart when you know who you're drafting with and where you think guys will go, where you can sneak them and. All right, you know, the number one uh, number one rule of fantasy in the funk house, Jerry, I think you'll agree, is that uh, if he's your guy, he's your guy. So go get him. You know, don't yep. be afraid to reach around early if you feel you need to. Uh, if he's your guy, he's your guy. Yeah. Always don't be afraid of a quick reach around. Yeah. I could go for one right now, if I'm being honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um Smashes last week, Jerry. Uh, I I did okay. I don't think you did quite as good. Not a great week for smashes for me, but a good week for championships. So I I'll think that, that you might have reverse jinx all of Nate's players by picking them as uh, smashes. <laughs> I only had one of his players. <laughs> I know. I will. I will discuss that. <laughs> it worked to perfection. Um, I did that earlier in the year against Camis. He had a uh, Hollywood Brown and I had him blown up against the Steelers. And I think he caught like two balls. So, uh, it works. Uh, but I think Billy, uh, Mr. William white shoes, good friend of the show might recognize him. He was out. That was out of line. Picks show a blatant reverse jinx. And the fantasy gods were not happy. He might've single-handedly abolished the reverse jinx. So, you know, I'm going to live life going forward as if they don't exist. And I think that narrative can maybe die this year. Uh, I treated it as if it died this year yeah. and it paid off huge dividends. You know, I love that. If I was talking smoke or some shit, I was serious about it. Yeah. And it worked out great. You got to love it. There's nothing worse than playing with somebody in fantasy that cowers in the corner because they're afraid to say something that might jinx them or afraid to talk highly of their team or anything like that. It makes it not fun and uh, it's stupid. So have, have the confidence in your team. It's how you win titles. I went with none other than Mr. Patrick Mahomes, 259 and two tuts, very mediocre game will not claim a smash on this. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of a, a slow game for him. Um, I had Josh Allen. It was a weird game out of him. He had 120 passing yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. The only thing that saved him was uh, he had 80 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the ground, yeah, and he did a add a two-point conversion. So he ended up getting 20 points because of his rushing, but um, I'm st- I don't think I'm going to take the smash on it just because of how abysmal his pass. Uh, that'd be hard. Three picks is what gets me. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. How about a running back? 20 points is not. I mean, he was the number one guy in the year. 20 points is not a smash for him. Yeah. Agreed. Average. Uh, running back, I had Rojo. So this was probably uh, my worst smash of the week. He was in a great spot. But man, huge disappointment for anyone that started him in the finals. Uh, luckily, I didn't have that option. Uh, he left with an ankle injury. Uh, but he didn't really do much before that. He had 10 rushes for 26 yards. It was 
embarrassing outing by Rojo. Yeah, and he was, I don't know if you remember, he was the other guy I was debating. Um, yep. I think that was last week, was it not? Yes, it was. Maybe it was the week before. Yeah, I think it was last week. <coughs> Certainly was. Anywho, um, running back. Who did you have? I had Sony Michelle, who did great. I think 74 on the ground and a tut, and then three grabs for 25 yards. Nice. Quick math. It's uh, 13, 18 fantasy points. You got to be happy with that. Certainly a smash. I've kind of been, I guess, unwritten rule. How I've been approaching a smash is that, say, a smash is 15 or more points. I think that's a pretty fair barometer yeah, uh, of a I smash, uh, except for a quarterback. You know, qu- quarterback, right. maybe like, I don't know, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. And this is in uh, how you. Keep in mind, this is how scoring should be in your league. So if you got a low-scoring yeah. league, um, come to the future and uh, play real fantasy with us. Uh, wide receiver-wise, I would have been hard to do better, but a certain Cincinnati Bengal would have done better. Uh, I had wow. Devontae, Devontae Adams, 11 yeah. for 136 and a tut. Uh, hard to get better just, than that. That's yeah, Him and Rodgers are just... Yeah. Lights out together. Locked in. Um, boy, yes. he's just so good. I saw that they're most likely going to franchise tag Adams next year, which kind of sucks. Mm. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think that sucks because I don't think Rodgers will be there. And I think that they've at least discussed um moving on to the wherever they're going uh, to the same team. I know uh, it's been mentioned in the past, but that connection's great. It sucks that that's probably going to get broken up, but everybody kind of hates Rogers now. Anyway, um, I actually, I never used to care for him, but I actually like him now because everybody's just on him and he just kind of doesn't give a shit. And uh, yeah, you know, Len will come on and disagree with me as he does the most <laughs> things, but that's why we love Len. Um Everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, yep. uh, who'd you have at wide receiver? I had uh, Debo. Um, so, I, I feel like I've stayed pretty consistent with the smash. I've been about 50 50 at least. Yeah. Most of the smash. So, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was, I was hoping I was wrong about this guy because <laughs> I was going against him. Uh, it wasn't, a, you know, a deliberate RJ as we referred to earlier. Uh, it was just more of me hoping that he'd hit that basement. That I mean, he's been in my smash picks. We've talked about it. We went right past the first floor. We don't stay yeah. there. We go right downstairs to the basement. And his basement was right around 15 points. And uh, he ended up with 16. So I was happy there. You know, yeah. If he gets 20. If he gets 20 points, I lose the matchup. You know, yeah, that's so 16 in PPR. He had three catches for 63 and a touchdown. Um, he had, he did try, uh, he had a bunch of rushes, but he just didn't do anything on the ground. So he's so uh, fucking fast. He's, he's yeah, gotta be he's like an open space. Explosive. One of the hardest guys to tackle. It's crazy to watch him run with the ball. Yep. So, uh, that was you know, for like his season average. That's a bad game for him. So, uh, yeah. I won't take the smash there either. And then I might as well just stay with it because I, the other guy for the 49ers, I had Kittle. And his was uh, absolutely pitiful. He had one catch for 29 yards. I mean, it was Trey Lance's first start, so this was a risky pick to begin with. Um, but it was just a basic uh, – it was just a cover-up for my blatant RJ of Debo. 
Yeah, Kittle, I think I had him last week and he didn't do shit either. So that sucks. Um, 49ers offense is so weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tight had a good game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Tight end, I had Goddard, who went six for 71. So decent game. Uh, Like you said pre show, he was number five tight end on the week. On the scale of tight ends, not a bad week. Yeah. Not going to take a smash for him, uh, but that's a decent game. If I'm. A Goddard manager, and he gets me thirteen in the title game. I'm I'm pretty happy with that, actually. Yeah, gotta like that. So, um, yeah, two for four for me. Uh, what are you gonna take? One for Debo. I'm gonna give you that, Jerry. Uh, okay. If you want to give it to me, I'll take it. Sixteen points. We'll take that. I think that hits it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, smash picks are in. Obviously, brought to you by Burger Daddy Food Truck. Smashing your patties. Just beating those cheeks up. So, move on to season smashes. So, something something we kind of dreamt up for smashing those bergs. You know, we don't stop smashing bergs here in the Funk House. Uh, Even if Burger Daddy is down for the the season, um, you know, we're still smashing patties. And I know Brandon is, too. So season smashes. Now we're doing this kind of value based um, th- because it'd be pretty easy to just take the top finisher at each position and just say, oh, these are my smashes. Like they were really good. No shit. They were good. But most of them you probably drafted there. So uh, we're just going to pick one, um, one of each top uh, four scoring positions, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end, as we always do weekly for smash picks. Uh, we'll talk about who our season smashes is uh are excuse me um for where they were drafted and who produced the most value for your team and then we're gonna discuss a few honorable mention guys and then we'll get into our season stinkers so season smashes jerry uh right off the bat i'm gonna go ahead and take this one first because he was a guy that i was all over with and i think the best quarterback value this year was matthew stafford yes so he was awesome. Uh, I had him, and actually, I did a little look at my rankings uh, at the beginning of the year. He finishes the quarterback five, uh, which mm-hmm. is right around kind of where I thought he would with those weapons and that offense. Uh, the only question was, it's his first year there. Can he put it together? Obviously, he did, and I think it's only going to go up from here. If they can get uh, Bob Woods back, and uh, I think Van Jefferson can round into form a little bit more. He showed us some great flashes, and also – uh, see what they do with ODB. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure of his contract situation right now, but um, he could be back next year. And then with all four of those guys and Higby, that's terrifying. Not to mention getting acres back. Yeah. Yikes. So uh, Stafford yeah. finishes the QB five uh, ranking wise beginning of the year. I had him at QB 12. So I was high on him higher than most people, I believe. And he even exceeded that and went the whole way up to QB five. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got him in the, that, our dynasty league. So I love, you gotta love that. Love, and yeah, it's weird. Cause it feels like, on. feels like Stafford's been in the league for like 20 right. years. <laughs> yeah, and he's like uh, our age. I think he's well, at my he's, age, 33. I think he's somewhere around 33, 34. Uh, yeah. It feels like he's been here forever. It's crazy. Still. That's a pretty, it's a pretty good age for a quarterback. Yeah. He's just it getting is. to peak. Oh um, yeah. So I had a guy. Um, that's really gone off at the end of the season here. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, 
he finished the season as the number seven QB. I mean, like I said, if you were lucky enough to have him in the playoffs, he probably got you a championship. Um, he only had a couple down weeks throughout the whole season. And um, when he went off, he went off. You know, he ended the he ended the season with like an average of 24 points a game. And so, I mean, this this offense is so good and young. It's they have wild. so much potential. Uh, I mean, if you waited for Burrow until later in the draft, I think you'd be extremely happy with the production you got out of him. I mean, he ends as the number seven, top ten guy. You probably could have got him pretty late. Uh, he he could have been a difference maker. So I'm yeah, I I have uh, I think that's th- those were the two guys I have written down. Burrow is my honorable mention. Uh, precisely because of the reasons that you just stated. Uh, Burrow finished as the QB six in, in what I was looking at, but right around there. And um, yeah. I, I had him ranked as my quarterback 13. So again, they're back to back and where they finish and then they're back to back and how I had them ranked. I just obviously had them ranked a lot lower. So uh, I was a big fan of both those guys. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where Burrow gets drafted next year with what they can do. Um, he's probably like looking at a top five quarterback drafting here. This, I feel like this year is a real turning point for a shift in the draft boards. For sure. You know, there's a lot of big names that are, but like you think of the top five picks this year, they're not going to be the top five picks next year. Uh, no. I think it's a real, a real turning over. I'm so I'm excited for it. I think it could turn. I, oh, I think before we get get started here again, I think that it could actually turn into a little swap of position. I don't want to say scarcity, but effectiveness, because if you think back around like 2012, 2013 or so, it was all receivers. There was like four or five receivers right off the board. Uh, AB and Julio and, and AJ Green. I don't know if Des was still around then, but uh, Hopkins, obviously. Yeah. If you didn't have one of those guys, you were pretty scared going forward with your receiving core. And now it's, you know, the last five, six, seven years, it's been the exact opposite. So I think that with how many running backs went down, uh, obviously, um, Jonathan Taylor came through for everybody, but uh, Cook got hurt, Kamara got hurt, Calf got hurt, Henry got hurt, Zeke was um, plotiful, if that's a word we'll just make up on the spot. Uh, so, word. yeah, so it, it's, um, I don't know. We could shift back to see, I mean, Jamar chase, where the fuck's he going to go? It's going to be yeah, wild to I see mean, Cooper cup. Like all these, these receivers yeah. are your difference makers right now, you know, outside of Taylor. Um, it's a lot of pass catchers that are getting Mark Andrews, like, holy fuck. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm putting the cart before the horse here. I realize that. So, uh, running back wise, uh, my season smash, I it was pretty easy. It's Jonathan Taylor. I uh, had him ranked as my ninth running back. He finishes the RB1. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's an asterisk, but again, Derrick Henry went down. He was setting unbelievable records with his pace. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Henry fan. I know you're a Henry guy. I, I don't yeah. think that he would have been slowed down in the least bit if he would not have gotten hurt. But I think that that obviously doesn't take anything away from Taylor. It's an amazing year. Um, he's going to be the first pick off the board next year. Uh, so Taylor's my season smash again, finishes the RB one. I had him ranked as the RB nine is a late yeah. first round to, to um, early second round pick, maybe even mid second round in some drafts. So uh, I think that's a, a very easy choice. Yep. It's a great pick. Um, I wanted to mention him at running back, but I went with uh, a different guy here for the value. It was crazy. 
Fournette. Um, Love that. Yeah, he's in my uh, honorable mention. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I didn't expect him to be a top five running back this year. And that's no. what he was. He was number five. five and that's yeah. a, even with missing the last two weeks of the season. So, I mean, in our league, in dub league, 12-man league, he got taken in the eighth round. Yeah. And that's a league that has two extra flex spots in most league. <laughs> and 12 so you're talking, you, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's a season changer right there. You get a, It is. I mean, it is. it's one of the reasons Lucas's bum-ass team made the playoffs before yeah, getting his team, pummeled his, by Camise. His team was bad. I hate when shitty managers luck into shit like that. Um, yeah, Fournette's great. year in value from Fournette. Yeah. I had Fournette as my uh, running back 38 coming into the year, so that'll show you wow. where about where he was drafted. I was a little lower on him than some, and he did finish his five, as you said. Another guy, uh, I know we got to um, restart the meeting here in a minute, but another guy I have here is James Conner. Now, he kind of fizzled out towards the end, but the run that he went on, um, James Conner finishes the RB8 on the year. I had him ranked as the RB34. Uh, I have a troubled pass with Jim Connor. Um, he has prevented me from winning championships multiple years, whether he was on my team or another team. So convince the guys it out for me. Uh, but he, you can't knock what he did this year. Uh, great fit in that offense. It's a very potent offense. So obviously if you got a good running back, he's going to be productive. Uh, he was fortunate. And I don't want to say that um, in a certain way. He, he stepped in when Edmonds went down. Obviously nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. But what Connor did, stepping in for Edmonds those like four or five weeks was unbelievable. And like I said, uh, he is the reason a lot of people made it to the championship. And he was, like I say, he was RB34 for me. Uh, That's what, sixth, seventh, eighth round pick, something around there. I didn't really want anything to do with him after last year. I think he was my last pick of the draft. Oh, yeah, he was my. And it was my biggest oops of the year by cutting him just a little too early. He was actually, he had scored in a couple of weeks in a row, but I was like, he was, this is when he was getting like two carries for two yards and a touchdown, you know, yeah. Jerome Bettis so numbers. Like, and I just felt my team was too stacked at that time. I didn't need him, dropped him. And then that's when he started that run. Four person bench put up big tough. numbers. And I like yep. Chase Edmonds. So like you could see, they probably don't trust him to be a three down guy. Edmonds. Uh, and that's why they brought in Connor, but Connor can certainly carry the mail. He caught a ton of passes. Um, RB eight finish is unreal. So unreal. Uh, yeah, just had to shout out James Connor quick. Uh, wide receiver, why don't you start us off, Jerry? So this one, a, a big this guy really, you know, took a piece of my heart this year. Big fan, uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, yeah, he finished as the wide receiver eleven on yep. the year, just outside the top ten. Uh, through the back half of the season, he was just unstoppable. Um, I mean, it certainly helped with you know rugs being released and Waller being hurt a lot. Yeah, um, but there was just there was no denying this guy. He was getting a million targets. He was catching it from the slot. Uh, filled, you know, this guy filled gaping holes in my lineup when I needed him most. And ended up being one of the most reliable wide receivers I had. That's a great pick. Um, I'm a big Renfro guy too. I knew you were going to bring him up. Um, he was, like you said, the wide receiver 11. Where do you think I had him ranked wide receiver wise coming into the oh, year? Goodness. And keep in mind, I had Renfro on my sanctuary for adult like- men team. And he filled in admirably for a couple of weeks last year and helped me win a ship. 
Yeah, you got me? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know who froze up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, love Renfro. Uh, like I said, I had him. So I was I was on to Renfro. Uh, not nearly what this was, but guess where I had him ranked coming in the year? It's embarrassing. 45? 88th. fucking terrible is that oh man well with rugs coming in and who else did they have they had they had somebody else at receiver didn't they uh edwards yeah he's he's terrible though i did think he could take a step forward but he proved just to be god awful um what a what a what a bust for he was getting so much hype uh last year in the off season before last year um He's terrible. He's, he's had he, so he's, many chances and he's done absolutely nothing with it. He drops so many passes. Um, I picked him up whenever Ruggs did his th- thing and I dropped him the next week. It was pitiful. He had like two targets, yeah. one drop. Um, <laughs> it was, it was bad. So um, Renfro is definitely the dude there. Uh, I think he showed a lot of uh, people, a lot of stuff. Uh, he's my, got a Cooper Cup-esque with well, his routes. Speaking of Cooper Cup, uh, my wide receiver smash of the season is definitely Cooper Cup. Um, obvious, he is the number one uh, wide receiver on the year. He had like, I think he had like five games over 35 points or something. It was unbelievable. Um, I had him ranked as the wide receiver 17 coming into this year, finished number one with not a ton of. Uh, wide receiver injuries. Uh, AJ Brown, I guess, is one that could have jumped in front, but he's probably what fourth round pick at that wide receiver 17. He, you yeah. know, somewhere around yeah. fourth round pick finish as I think he's got to be a top five pick next year. I think it'd be really hard to let him go past the top five. Uh, it's one of those guys. Was unbelievable. The volume is just like disgusting. It really is how many targets he gets. So big ups to Cooper Cup. Uh, the yep. big, the funk house, a big fan of Cooper cup, uh, hopefully get him on a team next year. We'll see. It's going to be a lofty price, but, uh, yeah, very surprised. He didn't get hurt. Like you mentioned, Jerry, but mm-hmm. amazing, amazing season by Cooper cup. And I think that offense is just going to go up. Another guy I wanted to mention, uh, obviously Jamar chase finished as the wide receiver five. I had him ranked as the wide receiver 26. Uh, I did grab him in dub league and my team was looking scary with him for a while. Uh, with Henry and AJ Brown and scary Terry, um, man, uh, I, I love chase. It's very obvious. Everybody else does too. The rapport speaks for itself with burrow. Uh, even though Dave McLaughlin is the first one to ever notice that burrow and, uh, chase played together at LSU. So <laughs> shout out to Glock, uh, for really digging first deep. to see that. Yeah. Shout out to Glock for really digging deep and, and really pulling the nugget out for everybody and, and, you know, showing everybody how it is. <laughs> so, uh, Chase is great. And, and another guy I kind of wanted to wait till wide receiver is, uh, Cordero Patterson. I don't know if he's a receiver or a running back, but I think he deserves something. Um, he yeah. finished as the RB seven on the year and, um, I don't know where he fits in wide receivers. I didn't see that. But uh, he was undrafted, completely undrafted. And uh, up until about a month ago, he was my MVP um, of the whole fantasy season. But he certainly fell off. Uh, Again, when those guys come out of nowhere and undrafted and stuff, it's hard to blame them when you never you didn't invest a ton in them. So you should have good players to kind of 
even that out, you know, mm. but uh, the guy played great all year and kind of let you down when you needed him. But amazing season by CPAT. And I think that he'll probably get a contract extension because of it, or at least from somebody else. Yeah, just one more I want to add to that. I mean, this just shows because we, we talked about wide receivers kind of taking over here. Um, Debo. He's yeah. like, I can't stop talking about him. Yeah. I'm obsessed with him. He's great. Uh, he's wide receiver three on the year. Um, he, he got taken in the eighth round of our draft. Uh, I passed him up multiple times, took Ayuk way before. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid of the injuries, terrified of the injuries. That's, I mean, he just had a phenomenal, he stayed healthy for the most part. If he can stay healthy, he's a weapon. But yeah, that is the scary part with him because we've seen that in his past. And where do you think Debo get drafted? He's got to be like an early second round pick guy. I would say, yeah, he's a, I mean, top wide receiver right now. You never know who's going to be quarterback. So that's going to have, um, yeah, that's going to have an effect, but still the talent's there. And he's such a gadget guy where you don't really need yeah. to, you don't need to do too much to get the ball in his hands. All right. Uh, tight end. I'll kind of jump off the bat here and say, Hey, he was going to be a top five tight end, but it's Mark Andrews. Um, yeah. he was probably a fourth, fifth round pick, something like that. Um, I had him the year before. I mean, I, I love Andrews. I've liked him since his rookie year. Uh, he was another guy that got a ton of hype. It was impossible not to hear about him. So it will definitely nobody, he didn't sneak up on anybody if you were paying attention, but he yep. finished as the TE one. I had him as the TE yep. five. Um, he finally dethroned Kelsey. Yeah, he did. And Kelsey had some big games. He had some down games. I think Andrews is the TE one going forward. Uh, I'm yep. taking him as that. I think he is a, uh, probably early to middle second round pick next year as of now. Uh, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Uh, he gets so much, so much work, so much action. He's a monster. Oh, is he yeah. a monster? So I had him and guy to watch out for is Dalton. Wait, hold on, hold on. I want to give you a crazy stat on Andrews here. Okay, go ahead. Because I he was also my guy, so I also had him as my smash. Um. What number tight end do you think he was off the board in dub league this year? I'm going to say six. So Kelsey was taken before him. Yeah. Kittle was taken before him. Waller was taken before him. I know Pitts was, taken Pitts was reached. And Pitts, and Pitts was taken before him. So he was the sixth tight end off the board. Um, guess uh, what round that was in? Uh, I'm going to say the seventh round. Sixth round. Sixth round. Close. And that's uh, to Lucas, who just another guy fell into. Yeah. But, you know, he blew it anyways. His team sucked. He got lost right away. Uh, better luck next year. Yeah. But yeah, Andrews went nuts, man. From week 10 on, he went yeah. to 18, 15, 16, 9, and then he went to a completely different level 28, 35, 26, 14. Nuclear. Unreal. I have him here as he only had, and keep in mind a tight end, only four games this year under double digits, which is amazing for a tight end. Unreal. Unbelievable. And actually, I found him a little note for Cooper Cup. Six games over 30 points this year. How crazy is that? Wow. For Cooper Cup. But yeah, Andrews is a stud. Uh, Just an honorable mention guy I have going forward is Dalton Schultz. So if some... Targets can open up in that Dallas offense. He finishes the tight end four this year. I'm a big Schultz guy, Jerry. I know you're a Schultz guy. 
Uh, he's awesome. I had him as my tight end 18 coming into the year. She never knew what was going to happen with him and Jarwin and three really, really good receivers, two really good running backs. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but Dak likes Schultz, big red zone target, hell of an athlete. Uh, I'm a big Super fan. Consistent. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be really, really good. And I, th- I think, uh, Len was talking about him a few weeks ago. I think Len's a Schultz guy too. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, he's going to be a big deal in the coming years. I agree. All right. So that wraps up our season smashes. Talked about a lot of guys, most of them very obvious, but again, it's kind of just based on where you drafted them because you want those guys that come out of nowhere, like the Cordero Patterson or the, um, I mean, Jamar Chase, Renfro, those guys were barely drafted. I mean, Chase was drafted, but certainly not where he finished. Renfro was maybe undrafted. Um, Schultz, maybe as well. Fournette, you know, would you say Fournette was a seventh round pick, eighth round pick? Yeah. That's the kind of value you're looking for. That's what wins you leagues. Um, So, all right. Now we got our stinkers. So we got some stinkers. stinkers. Actually, why don't we just talk about our overall MVP, Jerry? So overall MVP of the year. So the ultimate smash. For me, it was yeah. fairly easy. It was down to two guys, but I think this guy proved to be way more of a value. My overall season smash is Cooper Cup. Like I said before, six games over 30 points, 17th ranked wide receiver on my rankings coming in. Obliterated the competition as uh, the wide receiver won. And actually, I'm going to look up real quick how many more i think i have it yeah i have the i got some good stats here because he was my mine as well yeah because it's too obvious it is i mean he was fourth fourth overall in points okay so that's everybody quarterbacks everything so let that sink in a wide receiver fourth overall points so a few players that he outscored to put this into perspective he outscored joe burrow he outscored dak prescott he outscored Aaron Rodgers, and he also scored out Patrick Mahomes. I mean, wow. that's ins- how insane is that? That's, this uh, has to be one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time. Yeah, it really is. Devontae Adams was number two on the year, and Cup had 78 more points than him. <laughs> yeah, I just... more points. On, that's on, weeks and weeks worth of good performances. On Yahoo right now, it says on under the double league scoring, um, Cooper Cup has 405 fantasy points. <laughs> oh my god! And I think I mean, Derrick Henry unreal. last when Derrick Henry had his like monster year last year, I think he was right around like 390 or something. So I think he even outscored Henry last year. Uh, yeah. But then Devontae Adams is second with 326. You go down to like uh, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver six. He has 284 compared to Cooper Cup's 405. <laughs> I mean that—that's to put it in perspective. This is insane. What Cooper Cup did this year. So let's say this: T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Tyler Lockett, Amon Ross, St. Brown, which we'll talk about soon. Um, those guys are—you'd say they had a pretty, pretty damn good season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cooper Cup doubled their point total. That's—it's <laughs> absolutely absurd. Double what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, think he, like we talked about, I think he skyrocketed into a top five pick next year. Yeah, he's, he's um, got to be, regardless of Woods, regardless of Cam Akers, regardless of anybody. Um, yeah. He's the most dangerous person on the field. 
I think. I, I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver in the league, um, but I do think that he's the most dangerous to score at any point just because the speed, the routes, the offense. Stafford is so good. Um, he's just everything's in line as long as he can stay healthy. I agree. He's, I mean, there's fantasy championship teams than any other player. He was. I saw a post about that. He was number one. I guarantee. You know, you yeah. don't even have, you just, with those numbers, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to be a top team. You could have a horrible team and he would, you know, get yeah. you to the playoffs. I think Burrow was number two. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So easy pick for MVP. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was the other guy. Uh, it was hard to kind of pass up on, but uh, Taylor was great. Uh, Andrews, again, just phenomenal. So these guys are, uh, this is how you win leagues. Um, so we'll go for our season stinkers here. Um, these guys stunk. And I mean, these are how you lose league. Stunk. This is exactly how you lose league. You, you <laughs> <laughs> it does stink in here. And you know what? Mikey giving us the little fart sound. Uh, I'm going to just tear the bandaid off here, Mark or Mike. And I'm going to start at quarterback and go with Russell Wilson. Uh, my biggest stinker this year. Uh, it's just a terrible, terrible year. And he did kind of, I don't want to say turn it on towards the end, but you got to wonder if maybe he's just a little fed up with Pete Carroll and being in Seattle and he's just trying to, you know, kind of cut ties. But he did not have a good year. He missed some games with the uh, was it a thumb injury, Mike? Uh, he had a club finger. Well, I, I think club it was finger. like his index finger oh. on his throwing hand. COVID yeah. finger. He had COVID, COVID finger. finger. Yeah. yeah, big old stinker for me for around. sure. I felt his pain all year long. Definitely. A I actually loved Russ this year. I had him as my sixth quarterback. Uh, he finished. I uh, don't have that right off hand, but I'll find it quick. Russ rem- finished as the. I remember on draft day, I was staring at him and Herbert, and I said, ah, "This is going to make or break my season right here, isn't it?" And sure enough, I think it probably uh, sealed yeah. my fate, uh, passing up on Herbert in favor of Wilson. But I mean, Wilson is pretty reliable year to year. Yeah, right? but I think his time yeah, might yeah, be done pretty- in Seattle. Yeah. He, I think so too. I think he'll be, um, I just can't help but think he might go to Pittsburgh. Um, but we'll see. Uh, maybe Sierra don't want to live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's true. You never know. But they, <laughs> she can go to club diesel though. Good, Always room in club diesel. Really party down. Big gyms in the run. <laughs> Got a hell, oh, yeah. hell of a room. Nice servings. <laughs> hell of a sandwich menu there. So Russ is my stinker of the year. Uh, honorable mention. I have Lamar Jackson, uh, finished at 15. Mm, I thought about him. Yeah. It, my quarterback four going into the year, finished his quarterback mm-hmm. 15, let you down when you, when you absolutely needed you, the, you needed him the most, uh, let me down in the league. I actually started Tua and Taysom Hill after he got hurt because he just was not available. Uh, wasn't as elite as he in previous years when he was on the field kind of started hot, Huntley did a great job filling in for him. So you wonder how good Lamar is. I still believe in Lamar, but they got to figure some stuff out. Baltimore looks terrible. Uh, I don't yeah. think they're gonna even going to get in the playoffs after the uh, losing skid they're on. Um, so those are my Andrews uh, carrying the team on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my stinkers at quarterback, Jerry. Um, I got Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah. He was, a top t- he was a top 10 QB last year, and I had higher hopes for him with, 
that stacked offense. You know, you got Brown and Julio to throw to Henry tote in the rock and you need to open up that play action. But, you know, unfortunately all those players died at one point during the season and he didn't really have much left to deal with. Um, he still ended up as the QB 14. So a little better than you would thought, but, uh, you know, if you're in a 10 to 12 man league into a normal one QB league, He's not a guy you were starting with any type of confidence on a weekly basis yeah. like last year. Um, there was just too many options with higher upside. So without those it's key guys, pick. it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's a great pick. I think Tannehill stunk. I think it's so weird that the Titans are still the one seed in the AFC because it seems like they just start, they lost other good players, but they're still winning games. They they're just beat the away. shit out of Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Henry's designated to return so the king is back they're probably yeah. gonna just plow through this fucking playoffs i would not be surprised that they let henry lose he might, 30 yeah. carries a game and they could just absolutely slaughter the uh, AFC. everyone's gonna be beat up he's gonna be fresh yeah. that could be deadly yeah it really could be so i'm gonna i might i might get on the fan duel and see what the uh odds are for tennessee to win <laughs> um yeah he stunk it's funny because i was down to stafford and Tannehill as the guys that I was choosing between because they're later round quarterbacks somewhere around 10 to 12. And I always pick Stafford over Tannehill just because of the offense and, and uh, McVay and the weapons that he has, but that doesn't take away what Tannehill had. Tannehill was just terrible. And, and it's not like, I'm not saying everything was his fault. I think the game plan changed a lot for them. And even with Henry, he was better earlier in the year when Henry was getting 30 carries a game than even in the yeah. last part of the year when they didn't even have him. Did Julio even right. have a touchdown this season? Do you remember he um, plays for Tennessee? I think he might have. Um, I do remember. He didn't make a big impact, I think, that we all not, expected. Not one bit. But Julio agree, did not do. I agree with what you say. They look like the team to beat in the AFC now once they, once yeah. they get all their pieces. He did not. He did not have a touchdown. Week two, he had eight targets, six catches, 128 yards, and did absolutely nothing it. the rest of the year. Absolutely yeah. nothing. That's sickening to look at. You know. Well, Julio might be done, or maybe it's just I, I think he's about done. And you're not going to find a bigger Julio fan than uh, you know yours truly right That's here. True. But I, I've, I'm ready to be done with him. You don't want to um, see him be out there and do that. What an unbelievable career. No, he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, still, I believe, has the record for averaging the most receiving yards per game in a year. I think he does. Um, yeah. He had some yeah. years. Yeah, he's wild. So uh, much respect to Julio. But uh, this might be it. He might play in a, you know, like a Larry Fitzgerald-esque role if he could stay healthy for the next two years or so and, and maybe be a mentor yeah. to A.J. Brown or – uh, some other younger guys we'll see. And I don't think that's anything to scoff at, but um, yeah. he's definitely lost a step and uh, you hate to see a great like that go, but about his time's about up. How about uh running back, Jerry, who do you got to uh, stink up the place here? Um, this guy was cooking it up and stinking it up. Uh, old Dalvin cook. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, consensus number two pick on the year did not, <laughs> Yield number two numbers. He was the running back 15. Um, finished behind guys like Connor, Cordero, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs. Um, he did miss multiple games due to injury. Uh, so that lowers numbers down a bit. And he had big games, but you just, you can't, 
as a number two pick overall, you got a guy, you got to have a guy that's giving you a top tier game every week. And that's what I think need to shift our focus away from guys like this. Cause they're big names when you can't rely on them. I feel the same way about calf, you know, yep. he's, he's dead to me now. I don't even, I don't yeah. know if I'd even draft him. I don't want him because you're going to lose him half the year. There's it's no hard. Doubt about it. That's really hard. I, and I'll be honest with you. I did not know that cook finished that far down. I did not know that he finished 15. I don't know why I thought I saw him up there when Surprising. I was earlier, but um, he missed some games. He had a couple stinker games and Minnesota actually looked pretty tough this year. So that was surprising, but I think he's definitely a stinker. Um, and he was one of those guys. It was like calf was last year to where he was, he kept around, but he didn't play well. And he, and he was getting hurt. Um, like this year, calf was a stud and when he played and was just out when he was out. So at least you knew he was right. out, but like last he had year, Dalvin the finals this year, he screwed you. Cause he didn't do anything. Yeah. You got anybody else you want to mention? That's it for me. So my number one stinker is Saquon and uh, big Saquon guys here in the funk house. I'm not ready to say he's like done, done, but a huge stinker this year. I only had him in one league. It was a two quarterback league. Well, super flex league. Uh, I think I drafted him in the second round. I took Mahomes in the first round. So, um, not a huge investment on my part, but he was a late first round pick, early second for some people. He yeah. was my uh, RB eight going into the year. I can't even imagine where he finished. It's got to be bad. Yeah. Um, Outside the top fifty. Yeah, and he missed. Quan missed. He had twenty one and twenty nine in weeks three and four, and then any other than that, he only had three games over twelve points, including those games. It doesn't help. He's not in a great situation in New York either. And he no, he's not. So it's yeah. not a good combo to have there. He's a young Being stud. Hurt. You could still build an offense around him. He's a great receiver. I, I will never give up on Saquon. Uh, I mean, at least for the next five years or so, but um, right. not, a, not a great situation in New York. We'll see what happens. Uh, another no guy I have. More we want to be good. Yeah, exactly. Another guy I have here is Calf. And I know he got injured, but the thing is that I don't like when you're listening to people talk about uh, busts or stinkers or whatever you want to call them that, oh, it doesn't count if they get hurt. It certainly counts and it doesn't take away from how good they are on the field, but you drafted them at two overall, one overall, whatever you want to say, you just don't get that pick anymore. Like that's a huge blow to your team. That's uh, what I'm saying. We need to shift our way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it's you, you have the big name and all that. And you think that's the guy, but you got to take account. You're going to lose them for half the time. And that's, you got it. It's all about winning your matchups to get to the playoffs. You got to take it week by week. And if you don't have a guy for half of those weeks, he's not worth the first overall pick. He's not. Yeah. And again, he's, he was a stud when he was on the field. He had five games. He finished five games this year. I'm not going to count the ones where he left early and was hurt, but he finished five games this year. Um, Four of them were at least 24 points. And I think the other one was around 18 to 20. Um, So he's a stud. I mean, when he plays, but you got to play, you know what I mean? It's the like Derrick Henry, if he gets hurt again next year, like it's going to be the exact same situation. Like you got to play. We know what you can do, but I just don't like when people make that argument like, oh, you can't be a bust if you got hurt. But like you totally lost that player. Like, what do you think is a bust? Like, yeah, we're not talking about that many weeks. Yeah, we're not talking about how you're going to play in the future, you know, in future years to come or 
down the line, how you're looking in like a dynasty format. Like we're talking about what you did this year. And it was a bust. Calf was a bust. Corn was a bust. Dalve was a yep. bust. I yep. also have, I wanted to put Zeke down here, but then Me I, too. I feel like he, he finished running back six and I have yeah, no I was idea. Very surprised. How, I was very surprised he, with he that. He looks, he looks terrible. <laughs> how does, how did he finish the wide receiver six? He had seven games under 12 points. But he did have three over 20 points. So I don't remember these games, and I owned Zeke. I, pardon me. I managed Zeke in one of my leagues. So I don't, I don't know how he finished his six. That's mind-boggling. I, don't, I didn't believe it. I don't, the numbers don't add up to me. They don't. He's a guy I'm staying away from. I don't want nothing to do with him. He's, to me, he's but, not a first-round pick anymore. I'm done. No, I think Pollard's better. I think it's pretty easy to see Pollard's better. More explosive. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Zeke just looks like uh, he looks he's as a little bit slow. He's plotiful. He he is plotiful. I don't know. I don't know how else to, to describe well, Zeke. He's I got mean, a block think head. That does perfectly. Yeah, he's got I a, mean, your head square and he's got a cube head. It's and, kind of like he's like a Minecraft character out there running. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I, <laughs> my little brother plays Minecraft. It's just these square <laughs> people. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> But it's Zeke. He is a blockhead, yeah. and uh, he's plaudiful. And yeah, I'm I'm staying away from him. And it's amazing that Nate got the the finals. That shows you how well his team was because he took Zeke at I think five right after I took Henry at four. And he took Waller early too. Like yeah, that's what Cup, Cup can and, do. Cup and Debo though, yeah, that- unreal. So those are my running backs. Um, wide receiver wise. I think there's one pretty easy layup here. It's Calvin Ridley. Oh, um, yes. I just Ridley, he played uh, a few games. He played like five games. He had 10, 19, 14, 15, zero, which I think he was hurt, then 12, and then he just walked away from the game. So I think he, yeah. I don't know, he probably just wants out of Atlanta because they're so bad, but maybe he does have some serious mental health issues. I mean, it's nothing to joke yeah. about. I get it. So, I, you know, hope that Ridley got the help that he needed while he was out but i mean he's this is his what third year this would have been his third year you still got another year to play and then a fifth year mm-hmm. option before you could even think about getting i mean maybe force a trade i don't know but ridley let everybody down i know mike you had ridley as well i did and i was just reading uh what you guys were talking about him uh rumors are that the time the relationship there with Atlanta might be coming to an end. Oh. By hook I or mean by that's crook. that's <laughs> Matt Crook. <laughs> it's gotta be. Uh is a rough sort a rough place to play. Um you got him and Pitts and Patterson and that's it. I think Matt Ryan looks terrible. Somehow they were still yeah. around for the playoffs and Len just bitched about it week by week. And I really enjoyed that because this is funny, yeah. but uh, I'm so glad that they're out of it. And I just, what a boring fucking team. There's, yeah. there's barely any talent on the roster outside of those guys we mentioned. Um, yeah. I think he was a big bust. Yeah. And then I drafted I also- him. Uh, I drafted him uh, as a stinker. And yeah. then uh, right after that, I drafted this stinker, uh, Mr. Allen Robinson. Yep, those are the so two I, I had. I think I, <laughs> I, I might have got my uh, stinker and stub list mixed up during the draft <laughs> and uh, accidentally took Ridley and Robinson. Yeah, I mean, Robinson, you go to most leagues, you know, he's top 
two first, you know, not first round, second round, third round guy expecting wide receiver one, uh, maybe high wide receiver two numbers. Uh, he only cracked double digits once, and you know, that was by barely getting a 10 point game. Um, I think the biggest disappointment easily was a wide receiver was him because he did nothing. Ridley at least played a few couple good games. Yeah. Robinson got you none. Uh, I can still smell the stench from this guy. It lingered on my bench for weeks. Uh, luckily, I got rid of him. I think, like, the on Yahoo, his overall rank at the end of the year was 206. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's tough, I Alan. Mean, it's worthless. <coughs> and is he's up for contract this isn't it this yeah i think year. so was i think even, so was he even injured at all did he play every game no he was injured but but i mean not till like week eight or so uh something like yeah. that he, he he was healthy most of the year and and it's weird because he's such a talented guy i have ridley and alan robinson are my two stinkers as well jerry so you're right on with that yeah. um he had two games with 10 points and then did not hit double digits again the rest of the way like you yeah. said he, he missed five games total excuse me and he i mean ridley was my number five ranked wide receiver coming in alan robinson was number 10 and like you said robinson probably outscored ridley and robinson was 206 so yeah huge stinkers uh Uh, not great uh tight end wise uh my big one was waller i know he got hurt but uh He's just not great most of the time. He was my tight end uh, two coming into the year. Um, he had 26 week one and then 11, 10, 15, 8, and 10, and then only four games over 15 points the entire year. Missed a lot because of injury, but uh, one of my favorite football adages is the best ability is availability. If I draft you and you don't play, you don't give me points, and you most likely waste a roster spot on me. Uh, or I waste a roster spot on you. And if it's a tough bench, like in dub league, you're really, really hurting my team. Um, It's a definition of a bust. It's so funny in week one, guess how many targets he had in week one. Oh, something crazy. Like 13 targets or something. 19 targets to (laughs) Darren Waller in week one. You're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was also my, my stinker too. He ended up being, he was the tight end 16 on the year. Um, yeah, you draft him as to be the top three guy. So I mean, <clears throat> you were hoping for Kelsey and Andrews numbers, and that's not what you got. Yeah, as well as for another guy here, I have Hawkinson here. Now he finished as uh, I, I think he finished as like a top six or seven guy, but that's not saying much this year. But I had him as my number four coming in, and I do think he's the future at tight end pretty quick here. Um, him, Andrews, Gasicki, those guys. We'll talk about some future Funkhausers here in a minute. Uh, but Hawkinson had 25 week one and then 20 and then was kind of dog shit. Um, four games over 15 points the whole year. Uh, not giving you what you need. Tough offense, obviously. Dan's boys uh, started pretty rough up there. Uh, living room Lions. But, um, yeah, you, you know, he had some injuries as well. He had a neck thing. Uh, I know he went on IR as well. So hopefully Hawkinson gets it together. They got a lot of good young players up there in Detroit, Jerry. And sure we're going to talk about uh, a few of them in the next segment here. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I, just to mention, so we had Ridley, Robinson, and Hawkinson. I drafted all those guys directly in a row. And I still <laughs> made the semifinals. So you wow. can survive with these stinkers. That's just don't wild. get your list mixed up. <laughs> 
big stinkers. So uh, I had one more honorable mention for Ty, uh, Mr. Pitts. Um, yeah, I think just for I don't have a ton of stats on him, but for where he was drafted, it did not pan out like you hoped. You know, it, it you were didn't. He was yeah, be a wide receiver one. That's a classic being Cordero. Pick. Yeah, yeah, it's just a classic hype pick that people. There, it's FOMO. They're they're so terrified that they're going to miss out on having the young, sexy player that they'll do anything, including risk their team for the whole entire year, uh, just to get Kyle Pitts on their team. I love Pitts. I think he's going to be great. Uh, he finishes the tight end five, Jerry. And wow, yeah, that's that's. I was going to put him as a stinker, but I saw he was a top five. I'm like, shit. Okay, that's a pretty uh, decent okay. year. Actually, I look now. Hawkinson finished as like. 13 so uh wow. i'm i definitely miss saw that okay but, maybe uh, uh, maybe Pitts is not as stinky as i thought maybe he had some uh, well and i just week know, two he, someone else standing by him <laughs> week two he had 12 week five he had 26 week seven he had 23 um week 16 he had 16 that's pretty much it so uh, not what he needed to warrant where he was picked for sure because, like you said, Dudley, he was picked over Andrews, which is stupid. Yep. Stupid. It's just Damn. FOMO. That's all it is. So I, I like to not fall into the hype. It's obviously, you know, you want those young, sexy players, the ones that real look real good on your roster after your draft, and you're real proud to have them. But you got to, you know, crunch those numbers a little bit and be a little bit more responsible with your, uh, your capital. Yeah, you got to dig into the data a little deeper. Yeah. We're big data diggers here in the, in the living room. So we'll move on. All right. So we'll start on the future Funkhausers. So this is just a section, pretty self-explanatory to where some of these guys are going to be obvious. Some of them are going to be dart throws. Maybe they took a big step forward this year, or maybe they didn't. And we think it's going to be next year. A lot of young names, some household already. You be the judge. But uh, we're going to go through a list of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and just kind of touch on each one. Kind of you know, explain why we uh, want to look out for them and why we think they will be future assets in the fantasy funk house quarterback. I'm going to start off Jerry. I'm going to give you one. You can throw one right back. We'll kind of alternate back and forth. I'm going to be selfish and take Joe Burrow. It's easy. Um, he was a uh, probably 25th or so quarterback off the board in 2020. This past year, 2021, like I said, I had him at 13. Some people were higher. Some people were lower. I feel like he's got to be a top five quarterback next year with the weapons that he has and the damage that he just inflicted the last few weeks. Yeah, he's looked unbelievable. I mean, that's a great pick from him. Um, one guy that I like in fantasy still is uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, that was my number two. Yeah, I mean, he's young. He's looking good in that offense. I think they've worked out some of the kinks with him. Um, with him being a dual threat and being able to run, uh, he proved – he can put up big numbers for you. Uh, I had him one league and he had, you know, he carried me a lot of weeks down on him as a good receiving core. You got Devontae, um, good running backs to support him. I like it. Yeah. I love Hertz. I'm a big Hertz guy. Talk about him weekly, usually here. Uh, it was the second guy I had on my list. So I'm right on with that. I think he's only going to get better. I think that he cemented that he could be the starter there for the next few years. I hope they pay the guy uh, eventually, and uh, we'll see what happens with Minshew because I'm still a Minshew believer. I'm always going to be a Minshew believer. He is the ultimate 275 yards and two touchdowns, no picks quarterback. He's 
safe with the ball. He's young. He's obviously got the uh, larger than life persona. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Uh, I'm a big fan. I think he could definitely be a starter in this league for some other teams. So see maybe Philly uh, dishes him out for a draft pick this year. If they like what they see from Hertz, because, you know, I think did he play one game or just or two coming in. But out of the one game, he was a stud. You know, he looked great. Not like huge numbers, but he's just a leader, commands the offense. Guys like playing with him. Um, he should be a top 20 quarterback in this league, 25 at least. Um, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm a big Minshew guy. So love Jalen. Uh, next one I have is Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, see what happens with. Uh, Jim Polo going forward said he was throwing to Debo in practice today. So maybe he comes back. I don't know if he can make some noise. Um, I'm hoping that they lose out. Obviously I want Miami to get a higher pick since they have their first round pick, but uh, Lance is going to be very, very good or very, very bad. And <laughs> I don't think we're sure yeah. which one yet, but he's shown flashes uh, as a passer this past game. I thought he looked pretty damn good. Didn't rush as much as I thought he only had like 30 some rushing yards. Um, but yeah, I think I think Lance is going to be a name to watch going forward, and I I don't know that why they would have spent such a um, high draft pick this year if they were going to plan on starting Jim Polo again next year. So that would be a that would be quite the enigma. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I had him as well. I think yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. What we've seen in the small sample size, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch. He's in like week four, he had a big week. Did he start that week, or did, was he just a yeah, he started week four and week five, I think, because uh, Garoppolo was out. Jim was out, yeah. Yeah, and he had a good week there. He had a couple passing touchdowns. He had some good 41 rushing yards, two-point conversion. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he could do in that offense. Yeah, absolutely. You got any others? No more. I have one, but there's a huge caveat, and it's Daniel Jones if he leaves the Giants. That's a big if. I- Right. I have no problem being a Daniel Jones truther. He has not showed too much yet. He showed some brilliant flashes, a lot of stupid mistakes and shit. I think that the Joe Judge experiment is going very poorly. I don't think he'll lose his job this offseason, but we'll see. Uh, I think Garrett's play calling is terrible. (laughs) I think Jason Garrett's just terrible in general. Um, He might have been fired already for all I know. I think he's still there, though. But um, I think Daniel Jones, if he gets a shot somewhere else, you know, that rumor that Russ could go to the Giants, I'd be excited to see what he can do in Seattle with uh, DK and Lockett and Jerry Everett and and maybe Penny if Penny's going to get, you know, they declined Penny's fifth-year option. So you never know if Penny's even going to be back there next year after the showing he put on the past few weeks. Yeah. So running back, uh, first one, actually, you start us off here, Jerry. Um, okay, for running back, I think it's kind of an obvious one, but um, Najee Harris yep. he was the number three on the year, and I can you know I can see him being a top three pick in the draft yep. next year. You know, yeah, um, he's shown he's a he quarterback. Can, yeah, I mean he's shown that he can handle all the work, and now with Big Ben done, um, I think the offense is completely focused on him. Um, barring any injury, I think he's a, a lock for a running back one next year. Uh, I'll take him over calf and cook all day. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I got to agree with that. He's the first guy that I had here running back. Um, it's some down games this year. I don't know if that's been related. Uh, I don't know what that was about, but we'll see. I think if they get Juju back, still not sure if Juju, they brought him back on a one-year deal. I don't know if he's a stealer anymore. Um, 
we'll see. But if they do, and I and I still like Juju, but uh, that offense could be scary if the right quarterback steps in. And uh, their line's playing pretty rough. Uh, the defense is, I think it's bad. They have good playmakers. They have TJ Watt, obviously. They got Minka. But uh, overall, as a whole, stopping offense, I think they're bad. I just, I think Joe Hayden's about done. Uh, I think the secondary is just putrid besides Minka. And uh, so they need a lot of help there and at the line. But not TJ Watt is like, uh, I think he's just a sack away from breaking the record. Yeah. How does that Hayden's. work? Because there's an extra game. I mean, it, so. it's it's the season-long record. That's why Cooper Cup was yeah. so pumped that he did it in 16 seasons, uh, his records, yeah. because uh, – or, sorry, in 16 games, because uh, he paid a lot of um, homage to, like, Megatron and Julio and those guys that set those records in 16 games. Right. So, uh, he was he made sure to speak up about that, which kind of shows the character that he is. Um, shit, man, you got the extra game. Set the record. It's not a. It's not a in this many games record. It's in a season. So TJ's played, <laughs> yeah. I think, thirteen full games this season with his injuries. Yeah, he's definitely missed games. So wow. that'll that'll play in his favor too. Wow, absolutely great point, Mike. Great point. Um, I got your boy Gippy here, Jerry. Um, okay, Antonio like Gibson. That. He was a. Uh, I don't want to say a top ten back. I think I had him at thirteen or so. Um, he was not great most of the year. He had a couple big games. Um, I don't think he looked that, but I, I think he was hurt a lot of the year and he was he's trying hurt to play the whole hurt. year. Um, but he's obviously shown flashes, a, a tremendous pass catcher and great between the tackles. So I think we'll see what happens. Washington's got to go all in on quarterback, uh, all, yeah. all in. And there are so many teams that are going to be trying to make a splash in free agency at quarterback. So we'll see what happens. But I think uh, given, you know, a few more elements of, uh, I guess, weaponry on uh, the football team, which is they're supposed to announce their new name as the Red Hogs uh, pretty soon here. Uh, That from the beginning. (laughs) Yep. The living room football team. (laughs) Um, I think that Gibson could be a top uh, seven to eight running back next year. Love Gippy. Yeah. Who else you got? Um, I got AJ Dillon. Um, yeah, nice. He's been uh, more. It seems like he gets more involved every single game. And I think we got a preview of what's to come with his last performance. He had two scores. He basically filled in for Jones that that whole, whole second half. And yeah, uh, he looks great. I mean, Jones is getting older. He's not staying as healthy. Uh, I really like AJ Dillon next season and uh, Aaron Jones, another guy that will be pumped from that first round. I would think. Aaron yeah, Jones. absolutely. Yeah. It was a short lived uh, first rounder. I know two years ago I got Henry at, I think six. And then I came back and got um, Aaron Jones in the second round. And I was not happy about it. And he was like amazing most of the year. So that, that lucked out, but yeah, this year, I don't know. I was just, I remember uh, that. I was just a little hesitant on him. I wasn't staying away from him. Just didn't, never ended up getting him. He was going a little bit higher than I wanted. Uh, but I think Dylan's a stud, and I think that when he gets to be the guy, it could be scary, like top five, top ten guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to steal one of your boys here, Jerry. Javante Williams. Oh, man. I, th- I think he's going to be great. Uh, we'll see what happens with Melv. I think that they know Javante is the future. I'm sure Melv does. Um, so 
I don't know what the contract situation is there, but I think that he's only earned more work. He's gotten better as the year went on, so I think Javante could be a stud. I don't know how high he'll get drafted next year, but I think he will take the huge leap next year and kind of vault himself into like a top, maybe like a second round pick in 2023. Yeah. Uh, He has looked, I mean, he's been the one bright spot on that offense. The you know the quarterback and wide receiver play was pretty piss poor, pretty disappointing. Yeah. But him and Melf had a, a good year, and he's fun to watch. Man, he doesn't he doesn't like to go down. He just keeps pushing forward. He's a tank. Yep, absolutely. Do you have any other running backs? I had two actually. Um, do you have any more? No, I got Damian Harris, uh, which I was a big fan of. Obviously, never got his opportunity, but when he was on the field this year, I think he looked amazing. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be the guy in New England. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has looked really good too, but I just think that he's super talented, and I think they should throw him the rock a little bit more because I think he's capable of that. But I think Harris could be a stud. Uh, even this year, he had—I would say—he had to have close to double-digit touchdowns, didn't he? I imagine he he yeah, he put on a show plenty. I of think times. he he had three like this past week. Yep, he went Damian on. Harris. Yeah, my man, my double league team would have just murdered everybody in the championship. <laughs> he had <laughs> but okay. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. He had <laughs> he had two in week seventeen. He had three in week sixteen. So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen Jeez. touchdowns on the year. Yeah. Wow. 892 rush yards and 14 touch. So that's the Patriots, man. Missing some games. Yeah. Yeah. He missed two, maybe three games, I think. So I'm a big Harris guy. And I think that he's going to be a really nice RB2 next year. And as soon as he gets the chance to be the guy, um, sky's kind of the limit there. Uh, Last one I got, who was (laughs) an absolute stinker most of the year, and he was on my double league team too. His uh, Singletary, but man, has he been on a tear the past couple weeks. Um, he had jumped into the top 25. He was running back 24 on the year. Six rush touchdowns, 782 rush yards. Uh, I don't have his receiving right off the back here, but uh, 23 points for uh, 23 carries. 110 yards, two touchdowns in championship weekend for a total of 23 fantasy points. Uh, his uh, from week 14 on, he had 14, 16, 17, 23. Um, yeah, he really turned it on there when it counts. Really turned it on. I was a Singletary guy last year. I was it last year's his rookie year, or the year before. I don't remember, but who was it on Buffalo got hurt preseason, and I grabbed him in double league, and I was like, oh, this is a league winner, and he was a stinker. Yeah, big time stinker. But uh, he's turned it on here. I think Buffalo realizes what they have in him. Uh, a lot of people were on to Zach Moss. Uh, I'm not saying Moss is like a dud or anything, but I think it's clear Singletary is more talented and should get a, way more work than yeah. Moss uh, in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see what Singletary does in the playoffs here. Uh, wide receivers, we'll start off with, I'm going to take this one, so I'm going to leave uh, your boy for you to talk about a little bit more. Um, I'm going to take Jamar chase. I think that's easy. Uh, rookie top five guy, 266 receiving yards, uh, three tots this past week. Uh, he won. If you had him, 
and you shouldn't have been in the finals in the first place. So, um, you know, that's, that's a tough loss. So chase is going to be a, I think he's a first round pick next year, pretty easily. Um, such a young cast, uh, man, if you could get him in a dynasty league, you are sitting pretty right now. Oh my, he, he he looks, oh, he's so good at football. That offense looks great. Yeah. Um, he was the wide receiver five on the year. I mean, and get and to go off in the championship like that. Yeah. My God. Oh, One of the most I'm, incredible I'm, um, performances I've ever seen from wide receiver. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't run into him. Ugh. I'm stealing every player I can from that team next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see how the offense shakes out. So uh, who do you got a wide receiver, Jerry? Uh, I did a well, I had Jamar Chase, of course, because he's the obvious one. Um, this guy has been on a tear since week 13. Amon Ra St. Brown. Nice. Of yeah. the, Lion, the living room lions. He just finished the year with his best performance. And he was probably some people's championship MVP. Yeah. And then uh, I know Chris crazy legs. Johnson really sealed the deal with uh, a little ASB start. So shout yeah, out to Chris. Big, when um, big Billy. guy now. Yeah. The Monroe God. I'm on uh, God, Chris. I mean, these are the these are the players that I'm excited about because these when these young guys finish the season strong, every it's, it usually doesn't fail. They have a big second year, so I'm definitely targeting this guy next year. Yeah, um, I think he's you know a, a big part of that offense, and you know he's going to step up. It's going to be him, Hawkinson, and Swift. Um, uh, I mean, they've kept it in games even though they haven't been a good team. And he's looked unreal. I really like his uh, chances moving forward. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I see him as like a wide receiver three starting starting out next year uh, with obvious room to to grow from there. But that early early on, that's kind of where I see him getting drafted. I'm comfortable with that. Um, I'm going to just knock out Jalen Waddle here. Um, yeah, I think I we talk about Waddle enough. He's amazing. His hands are so good. He runs such good routes. He's so quick. Very good compliment to Tua. We'll see if they keep Tua this offseason. I hope they do as a Miami fan. Uh, but if they're going to go after somebody else, Ross, Rogers, whoever, um, obviously Waddle is going to be – I think he's the focal point in the offense right now. Um, yep. Gasicki as well. He's going to be very dangerous. Gasicki is Parker. We'll see. He's effective when he's on the field. I think he definitely can't be a one. I think Waddle's a, a for sure alpha and he's going to get targeted out the ass next year. He's probably going to see close to 200 targets next year. Injury, a top 10 uh, receiver. Can't say enough about Jalen Waddle. Super, super yeah. excited to, to see what he does. Yeah, I had him as well, and I think I agree with everything you said. I think he continues to progress and become more of a focal point on that offense. He's finished as the wide receiver 15, so pretty amazing oh, fif- for 15 uh, okay yeah um, still still very good he was he was a yeah. top 10 guy for the last two or three weeks he must have had a rough last week there were some guys that put up some big numbers yeah um i got another guy i have another i mean this was this was a great great year for wide receiver rookies um elijah moore yeah he i mean not on a good team he's on the jets but he had that run from it was basically like week eight to week twelve, week thirteen, where he was putting up wide receiver one numbers every week. Um, 
you did have, you know, a different uh, cast of QBs throwing him the ball, but uh, he got it done with multiple guys there. Um, I think he's uh, a great playmaker, and I think he could have a good future too. Yeah, absolutely. I have him on my list here. Uh, a guy I thought you'd bring up, Hunter Renfro. You know, this oh, is only man. only his like third year in the league. I uh, won you a title. Top. What did he finish? Wide receiver seven or eight? No, uh, he's eleven. Just outside 11. The top ten. Still yeah. unbelievable year. Unreal. Um, he would. And that's. I mean, that his second half of the year was. Yeah. Very good rapport with Carr. Um, I like Carr. I don't think he's that great, but I definitely don't see them moving on from Carr. So I think he'll be there. I think they need a lot of help at receiver. I need a lot, a lot of help. Some big bodies to go downfield to complement Renfro. Uh, getting Waller back, him and Waller could really work that middle of the field running uh, down the seam there with his really um, kind of creative routes. So I think Renfro is going to be a stud. I know you agree. Oh, yes. You know who else looked good for them recently was Zay Jones. Yeah, he has. He was surprised. Yeah. surprised. I've been getting a lot of targets. and stuff. I don't know what his deal is, yeah. contract or anything is there, but maybe, you know, someone to keep in the back of your mind. He's, uh, yeah. He's, he's a pretty good. Yeah. Carr doesn't have the volume to really make two, two guys amazing, uh, which is probably why Renfro did so good without Waller because he only throws yeah. the ball maybe 24, 25 times a game. You know, he's not one of those yeah. 40 attempt guys. I just think uh, Gruden liked to run the ball so much. And I think that's, uh, I mean, they're kind of built for that. They got a decent line. They got Jacobs. Um, they invested in Kenny and Drake. He got hurt, but um, yeah, I like, I think uh, Jay's on Zay Jones has looked pretty good. Um, I got a couple more here. You got anybody else? No. I got T Higgins, another obvious one. Um, his second Super year in the league. Show. Yeah, second year in the league, a stud. Again, rapport with Burrow is crazy. Um, I think Higgins went to Clemson. Is that right, Jerry? I think. I'm not positive. Let me look that up. Regardless, doesn't really matter. Um. But I think he's, yeah, yeah, he did go to Clemson. Um, yeah, he's going to be a probably star as a wide receiver too next year. Uh, interested to see what happens with Tyler Boyd if he's back. But again, huge weapons for Burrow. That's why it's pretty obvious to me Burrow's going to take a huge leap in the rankings and uh, average draft position next year. Uh, I also got KJ Osborne here. So we'll see what happens with Thielen. Osborne looked good, uh, scored again this past week. I think he's a really, really good player, a good compliment to Jay Jettas. And yeah. uh, we'll see. Kirk might not be there next year either. So Minnesota could look to, to bring in like Rodgers. What if Rodgers goes the the whole Brett Favre route <laughs> and goes to Minnesota and just carves him up? <laughs> I think that'd, that'd be, be funny. great. I, I think that'd be great, honestly, because a uh, man, him with uh, uh, Justin Jefferson would be <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Osborne's a stud. And then I had uh, Elijah Moore and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, just like you did. So that closes out my receivers. Uh, tight end, why don't you start us off, Jerry? This one was tough. Um, I struggled. But one guy I thought ended the year strong was Gerald Everett. Um, I like yeah, him. Love that. Uh, I think he's starting to figure it out. The only, I mean, but the, the only caveat is who's going to be a quarterback there now. Yeah. Um, so that changes things. I mean, he was, it seemed like he was starting to build a rapport with Wilson, but 
I still think he's a good player that regardless of who's there, or what happens, I still think he's a good red zone threat. And uh, he's finally getting his chance to, you know, show off since his departure from the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, he's going to be a stud. Uh, we've talked about Everett a few, a few weeks here. Uh, first one I have on my list is Dawson Knox. So I love Knox. Um, we'll see again what happens with the Buffalo pass catchers because it is volatile. You got Steph Diggs, who's obviously a stud. Um, didn't really get the targets that I thought he was here after having such a huge um, first year with the Bills in 2020. But Knox has cemented himself, I think, is, is um, Allen's go-to kind of safety valve. And big, big body in the end zone. Um, he's like six, 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 seven. He's huge and real yeah. athletic, good hands. Um, I think Knox could be really, really good in the next few years. Yeah, he's looked great. Um, another guy we touched on him a little bit earlier, uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, on that offense, we've already seen what he can do. Uh, he's a red zone target. He's kind of the, he's becoming that safety blanket for Dak for those third downs. Uh, I love him on that team next year going forward. I'll take Dalton Schultz all day. Like we said, he ended up with a tight end four on the year. I mean, great year out of him. I expect more of that. Yeah. Love Schultz. It's a great pick. Had him down here. Um, I next guy on my list here is Mike Gasicki. Uh, jerked Gasicki quite a few times on the podcast. He ended up as the uh, tight end eight. Which is not bad, right behind Dallas Goddard, uh, right in front of Noah Fant and Dawson Knox. So he even had a better year than Knox. Very didn't have those splash games like Knox did, but very consistent. You know, maybe five, six catches a week. Uh, not going to get you huge, huge games. Didn't score a ton this year. Yeah, one, two, t- only two touchdowns. He had games of 18, 16, 19, 21. So a good year, but just really, really solid all the way around. Um, he had a couple zeros, which were weird. Uh, I think I think those a lot of those are Tua related. Tua is still figuring some stuff out, uh, but I think that he's exactly what a guy like Tua needs: huge wingspan, uh, running down the seam, runs good routes, really good hands. Uh, Gasicki's going to be a stud. Yeah, I love Gasicki. He's a hell of an athlete. He's almost like more of a wide receiver half the time out there. Um, this one's a little of a deeper pick here, uh, and it's situational. Uh, the tight end for the Chargers, Donald Parham Jr. Uh, I believe Cook only signed a one-year tier deal with the Chargers, so I mean it kind of depends on that. Um, but Chargers have notoriously always have good tight ends. Uh, Hunter Henry was there, Antonio Gates for years. They just seem to use them in the uh, red zone a lot. Um, Cook had a, a decent showing at tight end. Um, he's getting towards the end of his career, I'd say. I mean, he's a freak athlete, but I really yeah. like this uh, Donald Parham. What I've, he's shown some small flashes, uh, so I'm interested to watch him. That's a great picture. I don't even have that down. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's showed a lot, and Herbert seemed to like him. Another huge, huge target for uh, Herbert. It just always gets these monster guys. Um, so that's great. I have, uh, last one I have down here is TJ Hawkinson. So again, pretty obvious, uh, we want him to be so good and he should be. So we'll see who's, 
uh, under center for Detroit next year with that young yep. core of uh, that trio of skill position players there. But keep Hawkinson healthy. He's going to be a top three tight end. Um, it's going to be passing up the likes of uh, Kittle and Kelsey pretty soon here. So we'll see. Everything goes his way. Uh, excited to see what Hawkinson can do. Hopefully he could stay healthy next year. Again, an obvious name, but um, yeah, I great think he's going to be great. And, I, and like we said earlier, I think Andrews is the tight end one going forward until he's proved otherwise. Yeah. Um, you got anybody else at tight end? I don't. One last guy I just wanted to mention, we'll see what happens, is Brevin Jordan. So he plays for the Texans. Uh, I believe he played for the Miami Hurricanes last year. Uh, got drafted right behind Fryermuth, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, had a little bit of a hype. Uh, had a couple of decent games down the stretch here for the Texans. And uh, I think that he could be a piece going forward. We'll see. Um, but I do think they have something in Davis Mills. A lot better than people would have thought. And Yeah, he's uh, so good. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, that wraps up the future Funkhousers. So I think a lot of these guys have so much potential. There's so many that are studs already. Um, so many that uh, we got to wait and see a little bit. So many you got to you got to wait and see on the situation, the coaching changes, and quarterback play, and and all these different kind of variables here. But just a loose list of uh, who we like going forward, who we're going to be watching out for when the training camp blurbs come out next July. So the year is over, but it's still exciting stuff. We got a, a big, big free agency opening up here in March. And after that, we got the draft. And after that, shit, it's probably start time to start crunching numbers, Jerry. Yep. We'll be mocking before we know it. We will be. Yeah. So we'll be back a few times in the off season to talk about uh, maybe some big things. We'll wait till some news piles up. And we'll just kind of address it. Uh, we'll talk about, obviously, the NFL draft, maybe do a pre-draft show and then a post-draft show. Maybe we can come up with like a mock first round of the draft. That'd be kind of fun. Think about that. Maybe get Len on some other people. That'd be cool. That wraps up championship week. Again, Jerry, congratulations. Thank you better you. be stroking that golden cock, which is uh, the trophy for doubling. If, if anybody's wondering, it's a gilded chicken. So uh, the golden cock is in the uh, commissioner's hands. And this is the Funk oh. House signing off. So, Jerry, thanks for a great season. Uh, again, we'll be back in the offseason. Big ups to Mikey Whitesnake, our brain trust in the producer booth there. So shout out to Mikey. None of this would be possible without him. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a great season. Hopefully a better one next year. And we'll be back at you with several other shows from the living room. Uh, I got the entertainment center coming on, probably some more wrestling stuff definitely coming forward here. So um, keep your eye out on uh, when a new episode drops. And until then, the boys in the living room are signing off. Thanks, everybody.